Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Hey, welcome to another edition of HR Chat Podcast. And once again, I'm your host today, Tim Baker. Sustainable results. I think that's what we all strive for in business. And we want to create practical solutions that produce meaningful change. I'm sure we can all agree that leadership is paramount in every aspect of an organization. Innate Leaders is a consulting firm in Vancouver which believes that everyone can lead given the right support and the right mindset. And this is true regardless of the role that someone holds within an organization. Today, I'm very pleased to have as my guest, uh, Joe Brito, founder of Innate Leaders. And Joe is a psychological coach, writer, and interactive consultant. So Joe, welcome to the HR Chat Podcast. Thank you, Tim. It's great to be here. Fantastic. So, Joe, I want to ask you first a little bit about your career story, your career path. Right. How did you come to be where you are now? Tell us, tell our listeners a little bit sure. about that. Sure. Well, it starts, uh, I guess it starts like 16 years ago or so, uh, where I used to have a PR company, which sounds grand because it was just me, because I used to be in radio. I used to be like a radio producer. I used to run um, a talk show. One of the things that I did is I moved to Nova Scotia. That was in Vancouver, and I moved to Nova Scotia, and I started working there in radio doing much the same thing and also in PR. And a coaching company contacted me, and they were working on a reserve in New Brunswick, and they said to me, so we have a problem. And our problem is is that we've been funded by the government to come in here and do some work. The problem is nobody is coming to our workshops. Can you help? So what I said to them is, well, our first step here is what we need to do is get off the reserve. And then we'll find a radio station that broadcasts onto the reserve, and we will do a talk show around First Nations issues, around things that people will will be interested in. We won't go back onto the reserve until they invite us. So that took about three to six months, and it worked, and we were able to get back onto the reserve. But, of course, that meant that my job with them was over. But they said to me, you know, we kind of like your approach and we like what you're doing here. We think you might be quite good at doing this work as well. So I tried it with them for about a year and I was working with them. I was doing kind of skills-based kind of work around motivation, around this kind of stuff. And then I left and I went to the UK and I started to work with a group of people called NEETS, which stands for not in, not in Employment, Education or Training. Uh, they tend to be kids from about 16 to 25, something like that. And okay. I was working with them to help them develop the ability, you might say, to lead themselves to go back into education or school or work or jobs or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But I kind of saw that there was a limitation in what I was doing there. So I went and I got a postgraduate diploma in psychological coaching. And then I kind of started to understand how you can start to shift people and and help them really develop a different way of thinking about their situations, about life, about where they wanted to go. Then I started to work with people who had mental health issues, people who were long-term unemployed, so 10 years or more. And all of that was really gratifying work and really brilliant work. And I really, really enjoyed it. But the only problem was it didn't pay any money whatsoever. Everybody saw that there was that there was a value. Everybody saw that it was needed and it was necessary, but nobody would pay for it. So I went into the corporate world and I started doing all of the kind of things that most people do. I was doing all of the kind of you know like the banner um, training programs, so project management, presentation skills, management training, 
and leadership training. And I did that for six, seven years, and it was really becoming apparent to me that there were some limits in what was possible and what we could do. And I kind of, you know, obviously had done this work before with marginalized groups and people in a difficult situation, and it occurred to me that there was kind of an overlap. And it's kind of out of that that I started to develop innate leaders' work because here what we're doing is we're, we're still looking at mindset and we're still looking at behaviors and we're helping people, helping leaders in this case, to develop the mindset and the corresponding leadership behaviors that go with that to start to look at their business in a different way, to start to, to look at their teams in a different way, to identify changes in their business and perhaps in their teams that are self-sustainable because they came up with these changes in the first place, so they are able to sustain them. Right. Interesting. So that leads yeah. us into telling uh, telling our listeners a little bit more about innate leaders. Like, what exactly would you do for an organization? Who who might your typical clients be that you work with, and and maybe where yeah. as well uh, geographically? Sure. Yeah. Well, I guess so. I'm from the UK, even though I'm might not sound like it, but I really am. So I started off there, and I was doing this work there. So we worked in the UK, we worked in Europe. And then about two years ago, I moved back to Canada. So I've been here for two years now. And right now, we're doing work uh, in North America and also in Europe as well. So we kind of fly back and forth. Um, We have a few people that work for innate leaders in the UK, and we have a few that work here in Canada as well. Interesting. Give us your perspective on uh, the difference between leadership training and leadership mindset. I think it's important that people understand the, and, and some people may, but to get a little bit more of a feel for yeah. what that what those differences are. Yeah, well, I think, you know, the thing that I would want to say first is that, I, you know, I really, really don't want to say that there is no value to leadership training because there is. For some people, they, you know, they move into a leadership role and it's daunting and it's really scary and they're thinking, my goodness, right now I have people that I'm in charge of that are looking up to me, that I have to develop strategy for, that I have to, you know, make sure that they stay on a really sound career path, that I have to um, speak to and have difficult conversations if things don't go well. So there is a place for leadership training because it offers um, situational skills for specific situations. And when we do that, that works really well. So it could be things like communication skills. It could be things like strategy skills, so kind of like processes and models to help us develop a strategy. All of those things are good. All of those things are helpful if they're practiced on a regular basis. And I think that's kind of the rub, right? So quite often, especially when I used to do kind of training work, one of the things that I was kind of a of aware of especially if i did like a three or four day training program with one group of people what you would often find is by day three you might be referring things that happened on day one only nobody really remembers it anymore Mm -hmm. or it's in or it's information overload or whatever it may be which makes it difficult for people to practice this which makes it difficult for it to then become you know like an inbuilt skill that they have right I think that there's also kind of a little bit of a problem that sometimes if we start to talk about leadership skills, it kind of creates this sort of false sense of security that if I learn X, Y, and Z, I'll be this amazing leader. And I mm. think that probably is something that I would challenge. Like I'm sure that you know, and I'm sure all of the listeners know that there is, there, you know, there's that debate about is leadership, you know, are leaders born or are they made? Right. And I think 
the the whole question kind of misses the point really because well if it's born or if it's made the reason why somebody who is a born leader would be considered to be a born leader is because they have a certain way of looking at the world the reason why somebody who is considered to be made as a leader is because now they have a certain way of looking at the world and what that means then is that there must be something about the way that they're approaching the world or approaching the situations or approaching their perspective that means that they're looking at the world in a certain way, and I would call that their mindset, so their leadership mindset. That's very interesting because that, I mean, I don't think that there are many people that have not heard that debate. Like, I think everyone knows that debate, whether you're born a leader, you know, but it's, but it's always been either or. You know, yes. you're either born a leader or, you're, or you learn to be a leader. Looking at it from that mindset, so you're saying that you, people can actually learn to adopt or to embrace and have that leadership mindset the same or very similar to someone who just innately little plug there innately has <laughs> that mindset and that's very interesting okay well, well 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 that's why the business is called innate leaders because i think we all innately have that mindset so it's not something that is kind of that you have to like really really learn really 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 hard it's not something that is a certain set of skills that you have to develop, but it's about kind of allowing yourself to take what you do in your normal everyday life and bring that into you know, your job or your profession. Because leadership, first and foremost for me, and maybe only me, is about being willing and able to lead yourself. So all of the things that we do in our normal life, so things like getting to work on time, navigating through traffic, planning a party, all of that stuff requires leadership. But for some reason, we don't really give it any kind of kudos because we think, well, that's just life and that's just me going through life. Um, hmm. For example, right, right now, we've just bought um, a condo in Vancouver and we're doing renovations to it before we move in. But that's project planning and that's leadership and that's all of the kind of skills that we, you know, that, uh, the same set of skills that if we translate to that into our professional lives would allow us to lead in our professional lives too. So what I'm saying then is that we have that kind of mindset already, but some of us, and sometimes, and you know, this isn't like a linear thing. It's not like you either have it or you don't have it, because of course we can lose it, lose it too. Mm -hmm. But I think it's that sometimes we don't kind of allow ourselves to step into this place where we can use those same skills in our professional lives. So what I was doing wow. over the last seven years or so is I kind of spent quite a lot of time <laughs> thinking about, well, what is, you know, what are the qualities of that leadership mindset and what would be the corresponding behaviors? And I have spent some time trying to identify those and then developing those, first of all, into a book that I'm writing, but also it infuses the programs that I run. So right. you said before, I think I kind of drifted quite far from your question, but you said before, like, how does it work and, you know, and who do I work with? The answer to that would be that, it, well, I work with a range of people. So it could be a mom and pop business. It could be an international multinational, you know. It's normally always with the leadership teams. And mm -hmm. we always sort of, sort of look in kind of um, stages, really. The first one is about, well, let's make sure that we have an aligned leadership team who shares this idea of a leadership mindset. And let's help this team identify what would be the specific attributes of a leadership mindset for them and what would be the specific behaviors that go along with that for them. So it's not like a formula. It's not like I walk in and say, you guys, this is a leadership mindset and these are the behaviors that you need to adopt. The thing about innate leaders is we're very responsive and we're very much about 
looking at that business and working with the people there to come up with something meaningful for them. So then wow, after we've done that yeah. and the and the business is, you know, has kind of has a strong sense of what it means uh, to have a leadership mindset and what those behaviors would be for them, then we start to use that leadership mindset and leadership behaviors and apply it to to the business and say, okay, so if this is what we want for our teams and this is what we want for our business, well then what needs to change about our business to make us more profitable, to make us more efficient, to make us whatever it is that that business would like to achieve. And then we would typically work with people for about, you know, like a month or something like that, maybe two months, maybe more, where we do quite a lot of calls beforehand to the leadership team to get a really good sense of what's happening. We'll do a series of workshops in the middle, and then we do some post-consulting after. We don't charge for all of that because we just usually just charge for the, you know, the days that we're actually on site doing the workshops. And we say that we roll all of that into one price, which is a delivery day. We're aware that it's kind of, you know, that it can be expensive to do work like this. So we're trying to keep it as cost effective as we possibly can for people. Sure, sure. I I imagine, and and you've done quite a lot of this, so that there would be some organizations that you would go into and say, you know what, they're they're already... They're on their way. They just need yeah. that 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 extra bit of, of of coaching, of consulting to to get to where they want to be. And I would imagine that there are other organizations that need quite a lot of work because they're at, you know, sort of at stage one kind of thing. So, but yeah. and that sort of leads into my next question too. Like, do you feel that there are limits to leadership training, or and, and therefore also limits on on developing developing a leadership mindset? And what what are those? Yeah, well, I think the, the 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 limits to leadership training is kind of like I said that it kind of creates this sort of false sense of security. The other kind of limit, you might say, and once again, bearing in mind that it does have its place, so I'm not saying that we should never do leadership training from this moment forth, but I think that it, it can have a quality of, do you know that thing about hammer and nails, that if I... If I have a hammer, if the only tool I have is a hammer, then every problem I come across is is a nail. Right. That's kind of that's kind of true. If I uh, have a specific skill, so if I have my one skill, that's my hammer, and then every time I go into a situation, I'm going to use that one skill. Of course, because life is the way life is. Sometimes right. that skill will work, and sometimes that skill won't. The difference between having a leadership mindset is you're really developing your own tools. So you don't Uh, just have a hammer, you're making your own tools because you have the mindset to be able to do that. The downside of that, of course, is kind of twofold, really. One is is that it's, you know, once you start to develop a leadership mindset, you start to see that, you know, think of like a leadership mindset as being, you know, kind of like a a, a very high state of interpersonal skills. So if you have pretty good interpersonal skills, it probably means that it's going to be quite easy for you to manipulate other people. But that is a very, very short-term strategy. And one of the things that often comes up when I'm working with people is, oh, we can probably get people to do X, Y, and Z. And there's normally a kind of a conversation around, well, actually, what's the ethics of this? And what's, you know, like, when should we not? And kind of, to be honest, my sort of standard answer is, you know, you can do it once, but once you've done that with a person, you will never get to do that again. Right. And I think that's kind of part of it, right? That when you have, it's a bit, it's a bit like Star Wars, right? That like you can use uh, the force for the good or you can use it for the bad. 
Um, oh, that's fantastic. Say, this is the first podcast I've done where somebody's actually brought in a Star Wars analogy. <laughs> so I'm psyched about that. That was fantastic. <laughs> and it was very well done, too. That You just, just well, you. right into that. That was brilliant. <laughs> it's a power. I mean, it's a, an ability that, like with many other things, like the force yeah. could be used for good or good or evil or good or bad. Yeah. Um, cause like and, you could say, I was going to mention Trump right now. Cause like, we're just out, you know, we're just like days away oh, from the American election. Okay. So lots of people will say, well, he's not really a leader or he's this and that. I would say actually he is a leader, but where is he leading people? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that's true. And, and, and we won't mention other historical figures too, that have had the power to be able to influence, to lead because they have that mindset but the question yeah. is, are they using it for good or, or bad? And that's yeah. uh, and, and that may obviously too is all um, a matter of where you're standing as well. Because I'm sure that f- for whatever reason, they uh, certain people might believe that, it, that they are using it for good, but but it's but it's not when you look at yeah. The, the there was this there was this kind of um, picture that I used to have. Like this is about like seven eight years ago when I was kind of first beginning to develop this work and it's this picture that I've, I've, I've lost but I was kind of always looking for uh, on the internet and stuff and I could never find it and I still haven't found it but it's this picture of a ship you know like a tall you know like a tall ship and it has its mm-hmm. masts kind of blowing and everything like that and it's on the sea and the picture is kind of further back and it's a sunset and the, the you know the ship is kind of moving along but toward on the right hand side of the picture, there, there's kind of the end of the world, basically, and the, like the water just drops straight down wherever it goes. And the caption under this ship says, "If the whole world followed you, would you be proud of where you let them?" And that's kind of one. Yeah. That's kind of one. That, that, that's that's kind of one of the the driving forces, I guess, of innate yeah. leaders. Because what because what we're saying is, when you have that mindset, and when you have the corresponding behaviors you become a person who is you know inspirational or whatever it may be people will want to follow you so be careful about where you want to lead them that's interesting make sure you're proud of where you want i to like that I, I like the idea of that picture now i'm going to be spending of course the rest of the afternoon googling trying to find that picture <laughs> because you just brought it up well, and i would love to see it because i think that i can picture it and 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 well, if someone great. finds it you can send it to me because i've been looking I will, when I find, at yeah. it for years so I'm going to be mindful of the time too, and I'm sure this. This I'm sure uh, we'll have further conversations too. We can do uh, additional podcasts around different uh, subtopics and whatnot. But so tell tell our listeners a little bit. What's next for you and for innate leaders? What's what's upcoming on the horizon? Whether it's you know on a micro or macro level. Well, I think you know, in, like in terms of of a business, we're uh, you know we're looking to expand. Uh, since I came back to to Canada, we've been, you know, the business in the UK, you know, I suppose it's fair to say it's kind of suffered a little bit. So we're looking mm-hmm. to kind of grow, grow that. We, you know, we, we work in partnerships with, um, with, with other businesses. So it's kind of, you know, we're like, we're looking to develop those partnerships and we have one in the UK right now, um, that I'll be going to, um, to the UK in January to, you know, to kind of build that and make sure that that one works and to give them all the, the support that they need. I'm working with um, various businesses right now around this idea of kind of a leadership mindset or a growth mindset to be a little bit more specific for them mm-hmm. because what we're thinking about there is, you know, like you mentioned at the start in the introduction, that leadership isn't just about the people at the very top. It's about people throughout an entire business 
leading in their sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of working with a few businesses to create an environment where that's possible too, where people can start to lead in their roles, no matter what that role may be, whether they're at the very top, whether they're at the very bottom and all the way through. Because that's how you get responsive businesses, right? Like a business that can really change and really adapt on a dime are the businesses where everybody is leading within that business and is taking responsibility and ownership for their part. So that's kind of an exciting thing that, for me anyway, an exciting thing that we're doing right now. How can people best reach out to you? Innateleaders.com, so I-N-N-A-T-E-L-E-A-D-E-R-S.com. There's some telephone okay. numbers there. There's one in the UK, there's one in Canada, and obviously you can just uh, use the contact form to get hold of me if you want to. Great. Fantastic. What a great conversation. Loved loved every bit of it, especially the Star well, Wars analogy, which was great. And I'm going <laughs> to... I may have to highlight that in the in the synopsis of the podcast, but uh, fantastic conversation. I know, and I was looking forward to this because I know when we first chatted on the phone uh, back at the beginning of the summer that uh, that we had a, a great conversation as well, and I look forward to, to future ones. So thank you, Joe, so much for your time today. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast today. And thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Absolutely. And to our listeners, Thanks so much again for joining us on HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.